Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. From Hot takes. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm Corey. <laughs> I'm Jen. I'm not. I'm Ginny, and we are the Art History Babes. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! We are recording the last episode of a, a a marathon, a bender, a bender. We've done a Art History Babes work weekend, and we're just like content, 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 content. We're also like alcohol, 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 <laughs> alcohol. Lasagna, 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 lasagna. Oh shit! Cheese and crackers. The yeah. lasagna <laughs> was excellent. The lasagna so was unreal. I just want to give a shout out to Natalie's amazing parents who made not one but two lasagnas is it lasagna <laughs> oh i don't know lasagna lasagna <laughs> <laughs> our resident sure. italian yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. one lasagna, lasagna two lasagna <laughs> <laughs> sounds right two lasagna. so it's been a, a weekend of work and just uh imbibing mm-hmm. and, and lively mm-hmm. pleasures putting <laughs> stuff in my face hole <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The weather's beautiful. We were just outside. We had a little hoop break. That was fun. Amazing. Broke out the hula hoops. And now we're back and we are going to do a really fun hot take. I'm so excited to talk about this. I love hot takes. Like everyone's excited to talk about yes. this. Yeah. Black Panther. Ooh, yeah. You know it. It's everywhere. It's you've, everywhere. You've heard about it. You should see it. If you, you haven't seen if it. If you haven't seen it, then like turn this off and go see it yeah for right real. now we're telling you right now yeah spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> yeah you've been warned and it's just a great movie like i'm not a person that goes to movies very often but i like mm-hmm. treated myself like took myself on a little date oh. did all the work so i like got like some popcorn and some sour patch kids oh, that went all awesome out. Yeah. went all out and saw black panther and it was a great it was a great little yeah. self-date. I really Fun enjoyed times. myself. Yeah. So, yeah, even if you're not a movie person, go see it. Just do it. Just go see it. We saw it. We loved it. We have some things to say. Mm-hmm. Super important movie mm-hmm. for like a billion different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, if you're unfamiliar with our hot takes, if you haven't listened to a hot take before, they're a little different from our regular episodes in the sense that we're not doing something typically art historical. We're doing something kind of more just loosely related. Yeah, media. Yeah, media, visual culture, whatever, or just an idea that kind of connects. Typically, a hot take is something we just want to talk about. Like, yeah. we're like, hey, this is a subject we also want to talk about. 
note. So we're going to do a hot take episode on it. Yeah. So it's a lot more uh, free form and going to be just us chatting about Black Panther. So here it is. Here we are. We're here. So we all saw it and we all liked it. Has anyone here actually read any of the like comic or like no but i read a little bit about the history of the comics so the history is really interesting yeah it was created by stan lee stan lee is that old guy (laughs) who makes a cameo in every fucking marvel movie so great i love that guy so it was created by stan and jack kirby who's another uh writer Mm -hmm. and artist from marvel and Black Panther first appeared in Fantastic Four number 52 Ooh. in 1966. Nice. And Black Panther is the first mainstream black superhero. The creators claimed that there was no connection to the Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. founded in Oakland in 1966, just months after Black Panther comic book character. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they tried Black Leopard to avoid <laughs> the connection to the Black Panther Party. <laughs> it's just it's a Black Leopard. It's fine. Which is <laughs> right. I mean, goofy. <laughs> tried being the operative. Word, well, they? yeah. You know what's weird about that too is that although it does sound goofy, isn't that more accurate? Isn't a Black Panther just a leopard that is black? You know, I do not know. I think that that's real. I think they figured, like, okay, maybe this will fly. Here's what's crazy. Panther (laughs) is from the Latin Pantera. Yeah, so basically... I found the the deal about the Black Panther and Black Leopard situation. Yeah, give it to us. Okay. A Black Panther is the melanistic color variant of any big cat species. Black Panthers in Asia and Africa are leopards, Panthera Mm -hmm. pardus, and those in America... In the Americas are black jaguars. Ooh. Panthera onca. Ooh. Nice. I kind of like black jaguar I know, better. I was like, you guys are going to change you. Jaguar. Jaguar. <laughs> yeah. Jaguar, but as they say on BBC. I That's think dope. what yeah. we're trying to say is black panther was the, the way to go. Yes. That was yeah. <laughs> it's the way to go. The, the, the genus is Panthera. <laughs> that genus contains tigers, lions, jaguars, leopards, and snow leopards. So panther is right. And we're sticking to it. it. Yeah, we're sticking to it for sure. I bet we're the only podcast that's covering this that's gone this deep that's into going the in, word panther. Going into the etymology of the word panther. I think about this stuff, okay? But yeah, so Stan Lee claimed that the name came from a pulp adventure hero who had a Black Panther sidekick. Ooh. And the original name that the artist gave Black Panther was Cold Tiger. Cool tiger. Cool tiger. Cool tiger. That's kind of cool. <laughs> cool tiger. I feel like that would make a really good SNL skit. Oh tiger working God. in the coal mine. Like a bad, <laughs> yeah. a bad superhero that's that called be, Cool Tiger. That would be a great <laughs> SNL. Not skit. very good. I feel like Andy Dwyer right now. Like Cool Tiger, new band name called it. <laughs> <laughs> cool Tiger. <laughs> oh man. Oh my God. What's a scarecrow boat? That's like my favorite one. <laughs> okay, so so since we've got the etymology of the word and, and we know a little bit about the history, covered. the history of the comic book. Um, yeah, I haven't read the comic book. I actually knew nothing about it. So I didn't quite realize it was, I didn't realize it was so old. I didn't realize it mm-hmm. actually was written during like civil rights era yeah. stuff, which is, you know, makes it that much more interesting. Just maybe like what were our initial reactions? What? How did everyone feel in when you were in the movie theater in your seat? How did you feel? 
<laughs> watching the film <laughs> engulfed i felt like i was extremely overwhelmed by like the whole world of the black panther and wakanda, wakanda. wakanda yeah um yeah wakanda and just the fact that they had all this crazy technology because they had what was the mineral uh, vibranium. vibranium vibranium right off the bat i think that this was a very ambitious film oh yeah and they tried to shove a lot into one film so there were certain things that i was left like oh i want to know more about that mm-hmm. you know I, I also think though like nature of superhero movies like there's no way they're not gonna do another one. Oh like, yeah like, no totally th- they, i think the next one even is is gonna be like a whole bunch of them together it's gonna be like thor like Panther. Oh, yeah. it's going to be group Galax- one. They Galaxy tend to do that. Quest people. Galaxy Quest? Um, no Guardians way. of the Galaxy? I'm sorry. Galaxy Quest was that movie with Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a great it movie, by the way. Movie. It's really, <laughs> really funny. I feel like there's some like Marvel buffs listening to us just like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh my God. No. It, yeah, I'm sorry, you guys. No, it was Tim, okay. Tim we- Allen and Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> was- In, um, uh, ooh. Snape. Snape. <laughs> Snape. And now Harry Potter people are like, his name is blah, blah, blah. It, Alan Rickman. Hmm. That's what it is. R.I.P. Pissing off all Who doesn't like, love Alan Rickman? Someone like already now. turned this off just <laughs> in anger. Just like, these women don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, they're definitely going to make like eight oh, more for sure. movies, oh, yeah. like, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting, and we're seeing this as a direction a little bit more with superhero movies, because typically superhero movies are like all about their powers and saving the world from a villain. And they don't go much deeper than that. Yeah. They aren't making really any social or cultural commentary. Yep. And we got a little bit more of that with Wonder Woman because it was more like women power. Yeah. And that was dope. But Black Panther took it to an entirely different level. Like an insane level. Yeah, because like they also were really big on women empowerment, specifically black women empowerment. Mm -hmm. And also just like celebrating black culture, but also like ancient African culture. And it's it's a really strong example of like Afrofuturism, which is very interesting. And I listened to this American Life podcast on that one, which was very illuminating. So we can like post that for anyone who wants to know more about it. There's mm-hmm. also a really good have post article about it. So Afrofuturism is sci-fi, but it's unique from the typical sci-fi genre because it really celebrates black culture, black history, and African tradition, and kind of conveys this world in which art and technology and innovation are flourishing in a somewhat futuristic sense, whether it's actually the future or it's just like very advanced Mm -hmm. society that's African. So Black Panther of course, is a huge example of that because it's showing a country that because of, you know, like this, what is it that the plant? Oh, yeah. There's like a magic plant. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like the source of right of all the energy right. well, and right. power. The, there's vibranium, vibranium under the mountain. Yes, and then the plants are like harnessing it and growing it into whatever that little bulb is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. it's the heart shaped mm-hmm. herb. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a way of 
hiding their society from the rest of the world so that it is a country that was never uh never had to go through white colonialism mm-hmm. and slavery and because of that their african culture is really rich and distinct yet they are also like super technologically advanced yeah developed so it's very yeah. modern but it also has like serious roots in africa it culture. kept the richness of its totally. own culture without being you know washed by the colonial right, viewpoint right. so right. it's um it's its own rich right. beautiful contemporary culture exactly um, in wakanda itself is very utopian and yes like in the way they depict it, like people seem to be peaceful and they have, mm-hmm. you know, relative peace among tribes and like everyone's down. Yeah. Yeah. And I read this really interesting article about how um, the whole idea behind Wakanda and this country that had resisted European colonization that many uh, Ethiopian audiences found all these parallels and and consider their country to be the inspiration for Wakanda. So this like hidden mountain kingdom, Ethiopia, I guess was the sole country on the continent that resisted European colonization in the late 19th century. Ethiopia used to be Abyssinia. During this time, it was sort of like a mystery for Europeans. Like they knew it was a Christian kingdom mm. of great wealth surrounded by Muslim states hidden in the mountains uh, so no one really knows I guess if uh, Stanley like did that intentionally did that intentionally but I guess the character Black Panther appeared in 1966 three years after the Ethiopian Emperor Haile Selassie visited the US and um, funny sort of I don't know if you grew up like a total stoner like me um Ethiopia and Haile Selassie it's considered like the basis for like Rastafarianism Mm -hmm. this whole idea of like a Christian kingdom that resisted like the European right and I mean they were Mussolini invaded Ethiopia and it didn't last terribly long and it was looked at as like obviously a real bullshit move Mm -hmm. because he was a total he was a bullshit bullshit person bullshit man but like the Italian fascists like proclaimed it as like we are expanding our empire and Ethiopia is the first stop and that shit did not last long like no it it was not a successful invasion luckily I mean it was still like harmful obviously like Mm -hmm. people died um and they were a foreign entity invading another country but that's interesting yeah that is interesting Mm -hmm. yeah so I, I I'm just basically seeing that a lot of uh ethiopians are really stoked on this movie (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it's a great movie and like you know like when i've what little i've researched into afrofuturism and what i've heard are talking about especially like these concepts of like black culture or like african countries that somehow escape all of the bullshit that white western yeah. civilization yeah. put them through because there's also um an afrofuturism like where when slaves are brought across on ships and how they s- would often throw pregnant women overboard because it was just you know on the long ship journey it was considered too much of a liability that 
in Afrofuturism, there's these theory, like stories rather, that babies from these women were able to come out underwater and like became like mermen. That's amazing. Black Atlantis. Yes, that is so cool. Yeah. So it's it's just like a really interesting genre in that it's obviously there's elements of like fiction to it of course and you know science fiction and fantasy and all mm-hmm. that but like think about the reason why this is happening yeah. it's a, it, yeah i mean it's an empowering exactly historically referencing fiction yes. mm-hmm. that is also mm-hmm. futuristic like yeah. that's that's incredibly layered yeah. you know totally totally that is so interesting i feel like i want to just research everything on afrofuturism yeah. now because yeah. that is like at once like such a tragic thing being turned into like this story like like reclaiming it yeah exactly absolutely yeah wow it's a super super interesting genre yeah it is and like it's even in music there's sun Ra. oh yeah blended like jazz and like futuristic kind of techno and like obviously with the name sun Ra, that's like very egyptian Mm -hmm. africa Mm -hmm. um so it's just such a cool genre and to see it like portrayed in such a beautiful, vivid way in this movie where like, yes, it is a comic book and yes, these are superheroes, but it totally fits in with Afrofuturism, which is like takes it in a new direction away from the original comic book yeah. inception. Because obviously I, I don't think Stanley was thinking about that. Maybe he was. Maybe, Maybe I mean, he might have been thinking about some of those ideas because yeah. I do think like I haven't read the comic books, but I think, you know, the fact that it came out of the civil rights movement stuff yeah. I do think there's probably some connections but yeah not even remotely close yeah. to what it is <laughs> right now or right. what it's become yeah um and yeah I would definitely like to know more about Afrofuturism and to look into that deeper but I think to just doing a Afrofuturistic a story in this context to where it's you know super mainstream you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the most mainstream of the mainstream mm-hmm. like marvel movie yeah. yeah i mean it's it's undeniably super powerful yeah. and like i don't know it's just like bringing the genre that was already very rich mm-hmm. and interesting like mm-hmm. more to the forefront yeah for sure for sure i want to just quickly just say <laughs> That Chadwick Boseman is a beautiful man. <laughs> he is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so is Michael B. Jordan. I was going to say, so is Michael B. Jordan. I know. Oh, I'm looking at. It's very hard like, to hate him in that movie. I mean, men. I didn't end up I hating know. him towards the end either. Obviously, that was a character that once it like developed, yeah, yeah. humanized. It, yeah, you, it right. complicated. It's still it. frustrating as hell, though. I know. Oh. <laughs> I know. They did but. such a good job, though. Like, yeah, you could understand using his them. He, yeah he brought up some very good points right oh yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. that was also like that aspect is is so important with the story is like so the main or one of the main storylines um with michael b jordan's character is the this movie is dealing with notions of like um um, african-american identity Mm -hmm. and then dealing with like african identity Mm -hmm. and like that interplay that goes on which is something you don't see in mainstream movies like you don't see it being played out ever you know and so it's an incredibly important unless it's in like a joking way like coming to america and not in a way that like actually deals with the like hardships and struggles that people feel it's not a joke yeah (laughs) yeah or it just doesn't it's just not layered in a way that actually like this is layered in a way that depicts 
what it's like to deal with your identity in that way. And that's just something that doesn't yeah. have a lot of representation in, in right. mainstream media. And it's such a common situation you know mm -hmm. it's such a common identity struggle that people go through and we just mm -hmm. don't see it yeah dealt especially with that in way. that kind of scale like mm -hmm. what you're talking about and that it is so mainstream and to just think about how many mainstream like superhero movies there have been where so many people can relate to them and see themselves in those characters like how many like not to hate on young white boys because <laughs> you know whatever but they, they can watch they've been watching superhero movies for fucking decades so they're like <clears throat> i am batman exactly and like, i <laughs> i saw this great thing who was it um i think it was sterling k brown i want to say who i also love i'm pretty sure it was him on jimmy fallon mm -hmm. and so sterling k brown is is michael b jordan's dad mm -hmm. in the movie and he was on Jimmy Fallon and he talked about that talked about growing up mm -hmm. and like you know like dressing up even as like Superman and mm -hmm. stuff as like mm -hmm. a young black boy mm -hmm. and he's like he's so excited to see a little white boy dressed as Black Panther yeah. and I'm like yeah. that's so great like yes. that's so great you yeah. know that it's like because it's true yeah for years and years it's there's been the one superhero the right. like mm -hmm. white male superhero yeah. that mm -hmm. no matter you know ever like everyone just is you would dress up as Superman for Halloween and whatever but now it's it, this has just opened up yeah. so much for for representation and totally. identity and especially for movies like that and like i remember i watched like a little snippet of the oscars and coco won for like best song i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the winners were saying basically that like it was so important for kids to be able to see themselves in like leading characters in movies like movies for kids and like superhero movies I just feel like we're well past the point where any kid should be able to like see a character that they can identify right. with in one form or another That's also it's just boring like why do yeah. all of the yeah. superheroes have to be white dudes like yeah. what yeah so <laughs> Black Panther obviously very important film for black culture and just so many heavy hitter actors mm -hmm. i love angela bassett oh yeah she's so amazing i love her in this movie you know to me she's always going to be tina turner and so yeah. anytime i just see her i'm like <laughs> tina um, <laughs> but she was amazing forrest whitaker yeah love yeah love him Lupita. Oh, uh, Lupita. Yes. God, she's Eight. so beautiful. She's she a goddess. Perfect. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Goddess yeah, on she's earth. Amazing. Like, honestly, that's another thing like we just have to talk about. Like Ginny kind of mentioned it before, but the female, the representation yes. of powerful, amazing yeah. women of color in yes. this movie is unbelievable. They were so there, badass. There yeah. is not one. There is not two. There is not three, but there are four like yeah. main women that are multidimensional, yeah. that are strong, that are smart, that are not like their sexuality isn't like hyper focused yeah. on like they are just awesome women and important characters yeah. to the whole storyline. Yeah. Four of them. Like that's mm -hmm. crazy. So and when you were talking about like the importance of children seeing themselves like the character of is Surrey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's she uh, was amazing. Letitia Wright. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fact that she was like the head of tech of yeah, Wakanda right. and just there was no 
I don't know. It was just she did it. Like mm-hmm. yeah. her character mm-hmm. was just great. Her she character was so was cute amazing. and so just like she cool. I loved her. She was perfect. Yeah. She oh, was like, so good. Yeah, she what? was the like quintessential, just like little sister, but she's but also not, not the quintessential little yeah, sister because like, their relationship was really cool. Yeah, like, he like, respected her so yeah. immediately, like, and like yeah, just like ribs him, but also just like loves him very much. <laughs> yeah, the like, what the what are those uh, scene was great. I was like, what what are those? Like, why is he wearing those? <laughs> um, yeah. I loved her. She was yeah. probably my favorite. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I was very excited to see Angela Bassett, but I didn't know Letitia Wright. Yeah. And I haven't mm-hmm. really, I don't think I've seen her in anything and I thought she was great and I want to see more of her. Mm-hmm. I know she was in Doctor Who, I guess, oh. Um, uh, which I'm one of those people that just never watched Doctor Who. I never did either. She's yeah. in an episode of Black Mirror, oh, Black okay. Museum. Oh, yes. She kills it in that episode. I haven't seen that one. Oh, my gosh. I have. I didn't realize that was her. She, yeah, she's an amazing, amazing actress. Yeah. That was one of my favorite episodes from that season because that season got really dark. And what that season episode was, that? was dark. It's the most recent one. Okay. Mm. Man, she is on her game. Like, she's been a lot of really interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Played, his name was Wakabi. And he was amazing. I, God, I loved him. Did you um, in this one? What? In this one? I mean, I loved him at the beginning, but he kind of. Yeah. And he became He's, like. He stood he, down at the end. That's, that was, yeah, that that's that was what I'm saying. Ultimate. That's why I loved him. Like, I felt like. No, I, I know. I but didn't... I feel like we should talk about like the ups and downs. Because he was a little bit more of a complicated character was, than just loving him. He was like, I'm it, ready. It was like the Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you love the actor. So right. you're all in from the get go. No, I know. But he things was, get messy. He was like, I'm ready to stab you in the back. Yeah. And then his wife was like, no. <laughs> and he yeah. had to stand down to his lady. Because she was the biggest she was such a badass oh god she was amazing so his uh wife was she i came out of that i came out of that wanting to get like back into martial arts right i was like oh so cool okay look at this woman like amazing florence kasumba played Ayo, who was his wife and the leader of what was the name of were they married uh, that was his wife like they i mean i know they were like committed to each other like they kept being like mm, my love my love but they, i'm just wondering hmm. i feel like we need someone who's a little more in depth with the comic book to like let us know to let how us know that if they works were like were they or i have you no know. idea like how they were involved they were yes they were i swear partnered. i thought i heard something you about, might have you I, know yeah, but i could what? definitely be wrong i just didn't re- know excuse me i was curious about that but that scene where he does stand down to her. I'm looking at the IMBD. That's all we need to know about their relationship. Basically. IMDB. DB. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My bad. Uh, it doesn't say. Anyway, I'm going to find out and uh, get back to me. <laughs> cool. Because now I'm on a mission. Were they wed or were they not? I want to know. Were they wed or did they just go to bed? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wowie. I'm a poet lawyer. And then there was uh, Little What's His Butt. The Hobbit. The Hobbit slash John Watson. I love love him, him. actually. He's very good. I very much enjoy him. Yeah. I like when um, he was perfect for that role. He was like he was just a great little. We'll just he throw was him there in to there. help. Mm-hmm. He was just 
He was the token white man. He yeah. was. He was 100%. He was there for some good laughs, but he was not integral. No. <laughs> he was not multidimensional. No. And he didn't need to be. Like, no. <laughs> like it was great. Kudos yeah. to him. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> and just visually, that movie was oh. beautiful. Like the costume and set design. The scenes where they do Incredible. the do the the fights like on the cliffs yeah. and the water. Oh my god! Just so the pretty. vibrant colors and it's all like kind of color coordinated mm. and oh man! Yeah. And like the scenes when he's in the um the realm. Of yeah, where, it, where it's like it's modeled after like a safari mm-hmm. or a, yeah a savanna mm-hmm. with the big tree yeah. like yeah. the like Lion King style totally. the solo tree and Definitely. the beautiful the sunset. Colors. Yeah, that and that that's like, one uh, thing that really stuck out to me about this movie is like obviously so important because of all the things it does for representation and like all of that is is all that people have been super hyped about is totally like super important but if you were to remove that from the movie it's still a crazy unique superhero movie like even if that wasn't an issue it's like the storyline is unique it's Mm -hmm. different from other superhero movies like the movie itself is it's entirely its its own thing you know yeah. Yeah. and it created this world and in to me as someone who isn't huge on superhero me- movies like i've seen my fair share but i'm not crazy mm-hmm. about them like it had a completely different rhythm than mm-hmm. superhero movies For sure. like, yeah. it was just different it was yeah. all around a different thing yeah. and I-, I really appreciated that because we have been saturated with superhero movies for the past like decade For real and like it was really nice to just see something, something different so different how many times have they redone fucking spider-man mm-hmm. <laughs> like my god okay yeah. so it looks like i figured it out io and wakabi were lovers turned enemies Ooh, because wakabi turns sense. his back on his king mm-hmm Damn. That's what happened. Crazy. Do don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah, man. why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, that makes sense that she would not be just like cool with him after that. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, he stood down, but he I would also lose respect. He was like fighting to mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weapons. How dare you? I think he would have. Excuse I think he me. He would have taken him out. Yeah, actually, how, how dare you? So, yeah. Actually, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> See, I was like, do we love him? Like, let's go back to that because I feel like he kind of lost me at a certain point. Yeah. You know what? Which was hard I to res- do. I rescind my love just like Io did. Yes. <laughs> You're basically her. You are one. <laughs> that I'm her. So <laughs> we can end there. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so many interesting loyalties in the film, characters. I feel like I'm still going to be learning about this film for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the subject of so much literature, and it's going to... It changed the game, like, undeniably. Like, even if you watched it and you were like, I don't like this, like, it changed the game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just no, for is sure. what it is, for you know? Because sure. there are people out there that have criticisms of it, and just like anything, you know, you have to criticize stuff, but... Yeah, but I mean, I I do have criticisms of it in the sense that, you know, I wanted to really appreciate this film through, like, this post-colonial lens of um, seeing a black cast fighting against, essentially, colonization of their country. Like, they're protecting their sort of uh, sacred mineral, the mm-hmm. vibranium, 
So they're protecting their resources. They're resisting like outside influence. But it also kind of came across as like xenophobic to me. And like they really weren't that receptive to the other Black Panthers sort of message of, hey, we need to share this to the rest of the planet. I felt like that was was. the ending. It was like I felt like I wanted that to be more. I think that was in the film so like i totally see what you're saying but i think that was kind of the point um because i, I suggested for I th- next movie. exactly right i think yeah. i think by the end of the movie like it approached this idea like because t'challa was struggling with that throughout the whole film mm-hmm. like but why aren't we doing more for people right uh, and he was kind of lost between the yeah. two because he was trying to follow in his father's footsteps right and do what his father did keep it safe yeah you know which like you said is a very like you know trying to save your own resource from you know colonization your your people i mean they like he has citizens to think about and their well and he's i think he says that like their well-being is his priority like the safety of wakanda and its people is his number one priority and then exactly like by the end you have this feeling of but we're moving in into a new phase Mm -hmm. and we're moving into this phase of like even that that last scene he has with uh, Lupita's character like he wants to start helping people with Mm -hmm. these resources and then they go to Oakland and Mm -hmm. he wants to start like so while that's 100% present I think that is kind of the point by the end is that taking what they felt they needed to hoard Mm -hmm. like to keep safe Mm -hmm. and being like but now we are in a place where we can share Mm -hmm. so it's kind of for yeah you know what I mean and it's hard you know because when you're watching a Marvel film it's almost like you have to go into it with the understanding that there's probably going to be like five more yeah, yeah. You know? yeah exactly. and so it, it makes it's, it's it, a marathon not a sprint yeah, yeah and it makes it really hard to appreciate the film standalone not that i don't because i totally totally do i really liked it a lot but like i said at the beginning of this hot take the film is so ambitious oh, and yeah. is trying to cram so much into one film that like something like the way that it ended with this like okay well i guess we're gonna share and we're gonna you know open up and and be more generous with like our technology and Mm -hmm. and whatnot i was kind of like oh man like i wish that there was more of that in the film so i guess i am excited you're waiting for number two (laughs) i'm already like where it at you know (laughs) which is probably it's probably coming out really soon yeah i mean there's no way they're not doing another one like it saw such insane success and the way it was written it's written for another one so um i definitely just think that's the direction the story's going in and they kind of wanted to leave you on that point like this is more of the this one explains the transition, I think, between T'Challa's dad as ruler to yeah. T'Challa. And now we'll see whatever the next stage is right. for yeah. Wakanda. And Yeah, see, I, I, not to be devil's advocate, but I actually liked kind of how like slowly they took that storyline and how mm-hmm. they really like were so clear about all of the different reasons that both felt the way they did and yeah. i loved like there's just, like a generational thing going yeah on there, and then yeah. the fact that he's like so adamant that michael b jordan's character is like wrong and that what's his name shoot it's michael b jordan's Ma- character. michael b jordan uh, eric eric he has a other name in the movie but okay eric that he Killmonger. Oh, yeah. Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Eric Killmonger. He was so against everything that Eric was saying. And then 
when he finds out the truth about mm-hmm. what happened with him and who he was and what his dad did, mm-hmm. it was like the illusion of how perfect his dad was yeah. was shattered. Yeah. And he, w- he was forced to face a different reality that he just didn't know before. And then mm-hmm. with that information, he started opening up his mind to other ways his dad was wrong and how his dad acted out of fear and did the wrong thing for that and he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to follow that path anymore Mm -hmm. and so then that's why he's like now more receptive to all these ideas so I kind of liked how they did like all of those little pieces and that they dragged it out because I feel like it just it made you understand that it was a thoughtful decision on his part Mm. if that makes sense and I, I agree I think it played out it really played into the motif of loyalty mm-hmm. and you start to understand yeah. all these characters loyalties to their fathers loyalties to their identities so loyalties strong. to their cultures and so i think you need to know that like yeah. you need to really understand what t'challa is going through and yeah trying and, and uncovering and what he does dedication to like truth and doing the right mm-hmm. thing like he yeah. has such a strong moral compass that doesn't shift until he sees that his emblem of moral goodness his father was not perfect and you know yeah. mm-hmm. and then it just i think yeah i, f- I feel it like, I, I feel what you're saying yeah I um agree. but i am excited to see more of that too because i yeah i think ending on that was i also exciting. think this is so mainstream and in it's a movie that you know millions and millions of people are seeing that have no idea what the term post-colonialism even means mm-hmm. yep. so i think having a really deep character story like really explaining all these little nuanced things is totally necessary for that reason because if you're just like throwing like really heavy ideas about colonialism and and post-colonial thought like i think you could probably lose people yeah really early on i like though that the film i feel like because it is such a mainstream film there is like there's the scene where shuri calls um whoever martin freeman's character is called in the film um, everett everett uh everett. she she calls him a colonist oh yeah colonizer. yeah, you know, yeah. Colonizer. Like, a colonizer yeah. yeah in a very like you know but it's also like a joke disdainful yeah, like, she's being cute yeah right. i mean as cute as you can it's, it's, it's cute but, but it's, it's also yeah, just like she makes mm, it cute yeah you know, no it's, and, a, it's it's jokingly but it's like a stab yeah. exactly and i think that that is so huge bringing that word into the popular lexicon definitely um i think is doing a good thing and i think that if films like black panther uh, continue to be put out things like the idea of a post-colonial world could be a little bit more easily accessible Mm -hmm. to the layman um because yeah as a you know someone who studied history at a master's level like we can't shut the hell up about post-colonialism. <laughs> it's so hot right now. <laughs> it's so hot right now. Um, it's true. It's like everything you talk about, like somehow there's like a connection to post-colonialism. Yeah, exactly. But um, then we have to remember that not everyone's walking around seeing those connections yeah, or understanding exactly. that at all. So right. And then we spoon feed it. Sometimes. And, and we exactly. have to be like, not, you know, gotta be patient with people yeah. because a lot of people aren't meaning to No, they're not meaning to no. be ignorant about these things. They, and we don't, mean to be we gotta, pretentious yeah, art historians exactly. and we, <laughs> we don't mean to be super pretentious right now exactly. <laughs> but yeah exactly and i think that's something that's kind of the 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 trick of education and knowledge is is you sometimes forget that other people don't know the things that you know or, or don't 
make the same associations you make and so like yeah for for us i think like when i watched this movie i was like oh my god this is post-colonialism meets marvel this is fucking brilliant and i stand by that um but also you know it's like if if you want the really like heavy weighty post-colonial stuff you're still gonna have to go to a book for that but like mm-hmm. but it's still like it's dropping all these little important nuggets that are exactly getting like the mainstream thinking about post-colonial ideas even though they don't know that's what they're doing you know and that's the way to do it i'm also excited for more black panther films i want to see more of the uh development of the character mbaku the the gorilla guy remember the gorilla guy man okay so in the black (laughs) panther films he is referred to as man ape is they changed that name oh i know um (laughs) man ape is a uh eminent an enemy of the black panther but in the film they show him as being benevolent ultimately well, in they a way start it. they know? start complicated. it starts yeah. out really complicated they but start then, as enemies i feel like that beginning battle is supposed to set the precedent like mm-hmm. somewhere in the comics they were enemies yeah and so right. now like that that whole character i feel he was only in three scenes and people loved him so I'm yeah, excited to, to see more of that well, character development. Did anyone listen to the stuff mom never told you on Black Panther? No. no. Okay, it's it's good. They talked about how in future comics, Shuri actually becomes a Black Panther temporarily. What? Oh, yeah. So yeah. that really is something to yeah. really, really hope for. I could get behind yeah. a right? lady Black Panther. Yeah. So that could be very exciting in the future, yeah. the history yep. or the trajectory of that character. Right. This is also a big spoiler, but Black Panther marries Storm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, it's oh, a great oh. spoiler. It's all episodes of spoiler. What the hell's her name? Ururu Monroe or something is I've the heard, name of the right. the character, but yes. she is Storm. Yes. They She's get an married. African goddess. African goddess. Mm-hmm. Of course, T'Challa. Mary's I mean, an African goddess. I mean, come on. Yeah. But is it T'Challa though? Because the Black Panther wait changes. Yeah. That's maybe true. that's what happens. Okay. Because we. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I face. mean, like Michael B. Jordan becomes the Black Panther. Yeah. Like when he drinks that stuff, he's the Black Panther. So, and that was why it's such maybe a big deal that right. Shuri becomes one. When you, you win, you have to win the title. Yeah. The yeah. Wow. So okay, because what we were about to get into is that in the movie T'Challa asks um lupita nyong'o's character to be his queen yeah but then in the marvel universe oh yeah, yeah. I um, see what you're saying. in the marvel universe black yeah, panther think- marries storm so which black panther is it which one we don't know yeah because <laughs> his dad idea. starts out as the black panther yeah. in that opening scene yep and then so we see multiple mm-hmm. black panthers just within that movie there are many black panthers wow that's wild i want to find out which Which one makes the superhero in general so much cooler right i know yeah it's more of a like it's something you become like it's more of a state of being than an actual an actual person continue on and not exactly done with one person kind of thing yeah yeah, oh no no according to the wikipedia (laughs) t'challa marries storm Oh, so hey, what hey. what happened there? <laughs> what happened? I want to know. <laughs> I, I do want to know. That's hmm. maybe um, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o's character was just. She's very independent. Maybe she, she was is. too independent because you know, that was his ex. She'll be fine either way. She's an independent woman. 
She'll be fine either way. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. She's fine. <laughs> She'll be fine. And actually, I kind of like that even more. Like, I like yeah. that there's a potential future for that character, even though she had this love interest. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. That's another thing that's so great about her character is like, there is a, a love story because there's mm-hmm. nothing inherently wrong with having a love story. Mm-hmm. But her identity and the trajectory of her character has nothing to do with yeah. the love story. It just happens right, to right. be another part of it. But like, her character does not hinge on the fact that there's romantic tension between her and T'Challa mm-hmm. and she could easily walk away from him and still be in a, a badass character, which yeah. sounds like that's what's going to happen. I think so. Um, and yeah. that, it, that in itself is so important. It's it like, is. Hey, did love we yeah. mention she's a spy? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just the coolest thing ever yeah. too. Yes. Oh, she's yeah. a spy. She is a Wakandan spy and a member of the war dogs who is a group that oh. gets sent on missions around the world. This to is going to be a movie. <laughs> collect information across the globe to ensure the safety of the kingdom. Dang. So, Dang. She, yeah, she's a busy babe. Maybe she's oh, just yeah. not. Um, well, the movie, like, opens her first scene. She's, like, somewhere else, like, helping people. And, like, right. Yeah. Like, Could I don't have time for you, T'Challa. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. what our world would look like today if in, like, pop popular culture and just movies in general women were like that and had been like that for like the past like 50 ni- years in like 1990 yeah. and, and, and yeah. girls were like taught grow, or like grew up thinking yeah. and learning like you genuinely don't need a relationship or like a man's mm-hmm. approval mm-hmm. or yeah. anything like that because the way they do it is so beautiful too because he loves her so much you can tell she loves him too and he's wanting her back more but he's also not pressing so hard that he's like giving her an ultimatum or like mm-hmm. forcing her to be someone she's not mm. there's zero possession there's it's zero just, possession he's just letting you know like i love you and i want you here and this offer is open because i want you here exactly and that's it yeah. and it's amazing and imagine if little girls grew up seeing that as the role as, like as, as a healthy like right. way to relate right. to relationships right. maybe change be- everything less of the whole like staying in a really bad relationship for a long time exactly because um, yeah it's a very it's a it's a very beautiful dynamic that definitely was not big in the 90s let's just say that yeah. <laughs> that um, is so wild right. i'm just like researching her now so lupita Nyango's character her name is nakia and I guess she becomes an ally in the comics of Eric Killmonger when he frees her from an enemy of Black Panther. And then she becomes Malice. God, there's so much I don't know about the Marvel Universe. It's crazy. Right? It's Yeah, it's crazy. There's just so many story plot lines. Jesus. And, yeah. Ooh, well, I wonder what Comic-Con's going to be like this insane, year. Insane. Unreal. We should go. Oh, it's so the tickets are like already. <laughs> Less, yeah, right. the, t- the tickets are like already sold out. The um, Comic Con tickets, I think, go on sale in January or February, and they sell out like the same day. And I was uh, in, it's like a big deal. I was in San Diego for Comic Con last year, and we were just like downtown, and it was really fun because everyone was like in costumes, yeah. and like it was just a fun thing to be around for. <laughs> yeah. well, any of you listeners who live in LA or are going to Comic Con or whatever, send us pics. 
yeah. cool costumes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, tag us. I yeah. would love to see what they Especially got going on Especially some there. sweet Black Panther costumes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I once again, I'm not huge into comics, but that's just like a an interesting cultural phenomenon that I'd love yes. to be a part of at some point. I yeah. would like to experience it. I almost it. went one year. Yeah. It seems really fun. Really? I would love to go. And like, they have like so many cool panels and just like cool shit mm-hmm. that goes on. It sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I just want to become a total Marvel freak now because <laughs> I want to know everything. I've always, yeah, I've always been into comics and whatnot, but I couldn't tell you these these storylines and and histories and family trees that get created in Marvel comics are just so intricate and complicated and convoluted. To the point where it's really a detriment to the films because you can't get all of it in like a film. So detriment in the sense that it's not in one film. Profit in the sense <laughs> that you can make like 12 of them. Yeah, I mean, what Thor movie are they on now? Uh, like, too many. I don't think that know, story needs I think to... It's f- I will say though, the, l- the latest one was directed by... The guy from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. Taika Waititi. He's from New Zealand. <laughs> I'm down. I wanted to like the first one more than I did. Yeah. So I'm down to try again because. It's very different than Chris the other Hemsworth. ones. He's good. He's he, good. He's yeah. good. I think um, that um, nice. as, as far as the film goes, though, just the film, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with it. And I think that. They did a really good job as far as trying to encapsulate all these different themes and then the whole story behind the Black Panther. And and on top of all of that, the visuals were just awesome. I was just thinking about when they were in South Korea. I thought that was oh, like yeah. such a cool part of the film. Yeah. It, it really, that's where I got like the Afrofuturism like vibe, mm-hmm. that whole scene with the car chase and everything. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I just think that whole vibe though was like really appropriate. Like they got it in a good, like it was metropolitan. Almost, it was almost James Bondy. Yeah, it was James Bondy. Yeah. It, that whole scene was just like really James Bond. Like, yeah, that was a cool scene. Creepy yeah. casino. When Lupita was like a Bond girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely oh, better. Michael <laughs> B. Jordan should play Bond. Ooh. That wow. Is, ooh. Yeah. I like that. I like that too. Trademark that, could, that idea. He's such a pretty man. That would be yeah. a very good good move for the bond franchise i think that'd I be a nice they need to go in some new directions, directions. <laughs> in multiple ways yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm jesus christ i'm kind of sick of james bond so if they came out with a michael b jordan bond i would be like okay all right yeah. fine yeah um, yeah before we like wrap things up did you guys watch um when chadwick boseman was on jimmy fallon no if you want some feel goods <laughs> Everyone should go watch the episode of Jimmy Fallon with Chadwick Boseman. They do a whole thing before he comes on for the interview. They did a whole thing where they brought people in just off the streets of New York and they got to like they were talking to a camera and they were like, hey, do you want to come and and tell Chadwick Boseman like what Black Panther meant to you, you know? And so they they come in and, and they're talking to a camera and they're just like, talking about how important Black Panther was to them or how much they loved it or, or all of these different things and there are lots of different people and then Chadwick comes out from behind the curtain and it's just so like... I have goosebumps. so good <laughs> and it just like warms your heart. Like yeah. 
so many great, di- great different reactions. You know, some people like, you know, are in tears and some people are like having the best time. And, yeah. and there's so many different reactions, but it's just there's one woman who comes in and talks about how her son has grown up with Barack Obama and now T'Challa. And like Chadwick Boseman is like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, like because he just like, yeah, so being, like put on par with Obama. I know, just, right? Like, oh He'll come out of the curtain and people are just like, no way. And it's just like such a warm moment and just like a really cool thing to, to watch. So yeah. Fallon th- does it again. Fallon with the feel goods, uh, man. <laughs> he just wants to make everybody feel good all the time. <laughs> That's he's in the business of the, of the good feelings. So yeah. Um, anybody have any last words on black Panther? Mm, no. just that. Yeah. I loved it. I'm excited for more. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. I want more. Re- give me more. The give me of... more black Panther. Yeah. And or I- cold tiger like <laughs> <laughs> who is it um dc comes out with like cole tiger oh and like <laughs> it becomes like a like a battle yeah. <laughs> they no, I want oh SNL my god to come out with cole tiger uh, yeah. i'm really i'm really waiting on this has snl done any like black panther i think so yeah, yeah. probably they i did, think so um sterling sterling k brown was on yeah hosted snl recently mm-hmm. he did that nickelback scene that's like yeah. my favorite thing yeah. in the world it's the most absurd absurd thing like it's so ridiculous i haven't seen this i sent it to you wait what was it oh we're gonna watch it right after this send it to me yeah i'm sorry it's okay i'm, I'm the worst <laughs> no, it's not it's not a big deal it's just an <laughs> snl skit i'm the worst <laughs> you are the worst person if you're my friend and you send me a meme or something funny and i didn't see it or i forgot about it then i feel just horrible <laughs> And I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was that was uh, that really hurt me. I'm Jenna. sorry. <laughs> We're gonna watch this right now. Um, yeah, but anyways, they've done they've done some Black Panther stuff, but that would yeah, Cold Tiger. That's that's <laughs> Just the, the sad cousin to Black Panther. <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah, go go watch it. Go watch it again. Yeah, go watch already, it again. If you've already seen yeah. it. Right. If you made it this far and you haven't seen it, then like, what are you doing, dude? We just like ruined the whole movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> but still go see it because right. it's great. No, it's great. For and real. There's just many beautiful, beautiful scenes and uh, beautiful men and beautiful women. Yeah. And strong women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, Most yes. Most importantly. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so thanks for listening to our fun little hot take, hot take, you take. A quick shout out to our current producer level patron, Sarah Sawachka Dalton. Thank you for your support so much. If you want to be a patron of the Art History Babes, head over to patreon.com slash arthistorybabes. Find us on all the social medias. We're on everything. Be watching our YouTube channel. We're going to be hitting that soon Mm -hmm. with more stuff Mm -hmm. so get subscribed on the youtube get on our subscriber list for our newsletters Mm -hmm. email us with thoughts feelings questions whatever we love it all and shout out to all of our other patrons on patreon even if you aren't producer level every every little bit helps and we love you very true bye (laughs) bye y'all from Cabernet to Montmartre, they're here to slay the art history babes. Cold Tiger, new band name called it. <laughs>
The Art History Babes podcast is made possible by support from our lovely listeners via Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash arthistorybabes to help keep the Art History Babes going and for access to bonus content.